Hello, and welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. My name is Casey Ruff from Boundless Body LLC, and I am the host of Boundless Body Radio. Before October of 2020, I was not a podcaster. Now, I have recorded hundreds of episodes featuring incredible guests, created tons of helpful content, and have consistently generated thousands of downloads every month since I began. I'm just a regular dude trying to share a message, and now I'm ready to show you my process, my successes and failures, and everything I've learned along the way to help you start your own podcast. Together, we'll explore the entire process of having a podcasting idea and take it all the way to publishing your first episode and explore all the steps in between. Then, I'll give you all the tools that you will need so you can record as many episodes that you want to release after that. Podcasting is one of the most enriching skills I've ever added to my life, and I've learned a ton by talking with some of my heroes and sharing it with anyone who wants to join us on our journey. So, sit back, grab a notebook, take some notes, and welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. Hello, hello. This is Casey Ruff, and welcome to episode 13 of season two. Today, we are speaking with Jennifer Pilates. Jennifer is a celebrity trainer and advisor, empowerment coach, mentor, and prolific content creator. Jennifer is the host of the wildly successful podcast, Empowered Within, where she shares her inspirational, empowering, and transformational message. Jennifer was hosted on our primary podcast, so be sure to check out Jennifer's amazing story on a future episode of Boundless Body Radio, which will release on April 29th of 2022. Jennifer Pilates, welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. Hi, Casey. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to help bring value to your listeners. Yeah, absolutely. We're so excited to have you on. It's such an honor. It was an honor to host you on Boundless Body and an honor to host you here as well. We just really love talking to uh, passionate podcasters and <laughs> I can't think of anybody better than to, to host to talk about passionately podcasting because you are very passionate <laughs> about it. Thank you. I am. It has become such a passion. I love it. I light up my days. I try to do a little bit of podcasting every day because it just makes me so happy. It's so great to have those conversations with people that maybe you wouldn't normally be able to have the conversation with and, and create something you know completely new and unique. It's, it's so much fun. Before we talk about you and podcasting, I want to talk about you as far as your personal story. So how was it that you became um, involved in fitness, involved in Pilates and do what you do today? Mm -hmm. So the fitness and Pilates all came about um, after being in a traumatic car accident back in 1997 in Boulder, Colorado. The prelude to this is something I actually I didn't mention on our other episode was that I growing up, I was mesmerized by Denise Austin. And I loved watching her workout and she was always somewhere different. She was like in Disneyland or on a beach. And I always thought that is so cool. She's getting paid to work out in these really cool places. Really wasn't into working out all that much. And then after my car accident, fast forward to 1997, um, that was quite traumatic, I was introduced to Pilates, which is a method of workout. And why I love it so much is because it doesn't feel like you're working out. It's an incredible body-mind spirit experience to have. And so from there in that moment is what blossomed me into being an entrepreneur. I had been in the corporate world prior to that. And so all of a sudden, this you know amazing Pilates instructor within me came out and wanting to help everyone else because I had been in such pain and I just wanted to give back if I could help just one person. And now 20 plus years later, I am so blessed to have helped tons 
people around the world, both in studio and virtual training, to be able to help them. My specialty over the years definitely developed into therapeutic Pilates. And I think that really, you know, came a lot from how I got into it. Yeah, that's amazing. It's so cool that you're able to, you know, take something that you learned and apply it into your personal life, but also to be able to share it with other people. I really love your story as far as the entrepreneurship as well, because you have been involved with your own businesses in several different iterations. Can you talk about how that's kind of evolved and changed over the years? It has. It is so wild. So like I said, I was always, I actually started working when I was 13, something that really not many people know. <laughs> and I, for free, actually. <laughs> wow. In a sweatshop or something I, uh, like making sneakers yeah, or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. My mom um, had an incredible job at one of my favorite stores called the Christmas Tree Shops. It's a big store out of New England and it uh, they come all the way down to the Carolinas and Georgia. So I used to go to work with her some mornings. And so I learned all about marketing and branding from the time I was 13. And then when I was old enough, that was actually where I got my first job. And uh, I loved retail. I always knew that I wanted my own. It was actually a clothing line. That's what I had dreamed of forever. And fast forward later in life, after the car accident, getting into Pilates, it just became very, just this next move. Um, after the car accident, I had received a little bit of a payout, not very much back in that day. It was just enough to go to Pilates school. So I did that and I had a few odd jobs. And then I started being a contractual person for other businesses to help them brand, to help them build and find their vision, which to me is very easy. And I love doing that for other businesses. And I do that to this day because it allows me to feel like I'm starting all these new businesses, but yet I just get to sit back and watch them blossom and bloom, which is amazing. I don't have to really then still be so intricately involved while, while I have my other businesses. So that's really where it started back in that day. And after Pilates studio um, school, I started a studio, I started working and it just took off from there. It was very accidental. It wasn't like I I thought I'm not the entrepreneur who would sit down and say, well, I need X amount to do A, B, and C, and this is how much revenue I need. And what if I didn't do this one? I just went for it. That's just whom I am. And it has always worked out for me that way, uh, following my heart, following my passion. And so I've had various studios on both the East and West Coast, home studios, as well as brick and mortar. And over that time, throughout my Pilates studios, within sessions became coaching sessions, helping people on personal levels, on professional levels. So that's really where my empowerment coaching was born through that. And then has become since a separate entity in itself. And then through that, again, helping other businesses brand and just find their visions. You know, I've gone into businesses and done everything from helping them to refunctuate their offices so that they have revenue coming in and getting their flow and their energies to really sitting down and looking at their websites and saying, okay, here's what we need to change. Here's what we need to fix. So much like being a Pilates trainer, helping someone work on their body, mind, and spirit, I do that same thing for people in their businesses as well as people in their personal personal lives. So throughout the years, everything has just expanded and gone deeper and deeper. And again, it always stems back to my connection with Pilates, which brought me to that place of understanding the connection of the body, mind, and spirit and how when you are in flow and you are in alignment, your life is flowing both personally and professionally. And that's really what I help to teach people to this day, you know, now so even, you know, working with manifestations, working with it being okay to realize you don't have to quote unquote hustle. 
you know, we were all brought up in that, well, you should have a nine to five. You should, you know, if you're not feeling pain, you certainly can't be working hard enough. You know, you're not sweating enough. You're not. And that's really not what life is about. And that's really not what success is about. So really helping people transform into realizing what their passions are, what works for them and what being in their flow means and realizing that the moment that you actually sit back and relax and embrace the passions that you have instead of holding on and strangling and fighting for it and staying up all night and not sleeping. And once you let go of that and kind of let God, let universe, that's when the magic happens. So I'm really grateful in that transition over the years to Pilates and into the coaching and intuitive readings, you know, everything has just come full circle. And then the podcast being born has just been, you know, the icing on the, on the cake for sure. Wow. No, that's so well explained. There's, there's such a great gem in there. You, you definitely talked about like your life passion and things that you're drawn to, but you also mentioned that it came to you very easy. And I think that crossroads of finding your passion, but also finding the things that other people find to be really difficult, just come really naturally to you can really help align yourself with what your true life calling is. And you're so right about the, the, you know, the pushing and grinding and trying to force everything in life. It's a, it's a bummer to me that it took a pandemic for me to realize it, but I'm so grateful that it did because you can completely redefine what you think success is and it's not based on other people's metrics and you can value things like time or sharing or giving back in a way that isn't monetary all the time and find that monetary things come in into your life in different ways because you open yourself up to those possibilities. I think it's so important. Right. And I think the other thing that's interesting that you're touching upon is the different ways that monetary can come to you. Again, we're pre-programmed as a society to believe that you work nine to five, you get your check, you pay your taxes, and that's how you receive money. When in reality, money is just paper. That's it. That's a physical exchange. In the reality, abundance and money is energy. And if your energy is up, you have more of an opportunity to have that flow to you, whether that's you go grocery shopping and your favorite product is on sale and it's buy one, get one free. That's money coming to you. You go to the gas station and suddenly the gas is on sale. That's money coming to you. So once we really begin to look at wor- at the world and how things are ha- can happen very differently and how money can come to you very differently, that's when you speed up your energies and you're in, you're in a different flow and a different vibration. And that's when you really realize that you've got money coming to you all the time yeah. in different forms. It's not just once we can open up that mindset, break through that matrix, so to speak, it, it, honestly, it's a free-for-all and you really, truly can have whatever you desire because that's why you're here. And that's what was meant to be, you know, to live that life, to be happy, yeah. to be successful. Wow. No, I absolutely love that. At the time of this recording, it's late March of 2022. So I'm going to be looking out for gas stations, having sales on gas right about now. That would be really great. <laughs> gas through the roof. <laughs> no, that's a really great point. And to be open and, and you know, looking for other options as to where that money is coming in and ways that, you know, you are saving money. Like you mentioned, that might be completely different gifts that are given to you, things like that. It's just so cool. And it's such a great way to know that you're on the right track and, you know, being helped along as far as that goes. You mentioned, you know, over time, podcasting kind of came into your consciousness. How did that begin? Were you listening to a lot of podcasts at the time and kind of thinking that's something you wanted to do? Were you thinking about other mediums or other ways to get your message out? Casey, the truth is, no, no, none of that. I had never listened to a podcast, true story. I knew about podcasting, but I didn't understand the re I really, I knew nothing. 
I, I literally knew nothing. I was blessed two years ago during the pandemic when it was just starting to have an amazing t- uh, training session, a few days with uh, Tony Robbins. And it was through, I get goosebumps this minute every time I even think about it. It was through that training that I just knew I needed to have a larger platform to be able to help people, to motivate, to inspire, to empower people around the world. And how was I going to do that? And through, it literally, it was brought to me podcasting. And I thought, okay, I don't know what this is, but that's what I'm going to go. And I bought a professional mic and I put it on my desk. It was a time in my life where I, I did not have the time or the availability. I was caretaking for my granddad um, who has since passed. And, but I knew at that moment, it was like the universe had said to me, this is what's coming for you. We're giving you the light during a time where it felt very dark for me. And not just because of the pandemic, just it was just a sad time. And so I knew I had something. And that that literally is how it started. And then that following January after my granddad had passed and, you know, things had begun to settle down a little bit, I was talking with someone about it. And they said, so how long have you not been doing your podcast? And I was like, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't call me out. And that's all it took, you know, and the universe knew, knew how to push Jennifer's buttons. And literally it was like, okay, I'm getting on this. And my biggest block, my biggest fear, which, you know, fear is, is, you know, false evidence appearing real is I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know any of the technical side of it. Great. You bought a microphone. I didn't know how to hook it up. I didn't know what to do with it. And so once I got past that, it was no holds bar. And she was just born and I had that mission. Just, I couldn't wait to bring to life the stories that people had of their challenging, you know, uh, moments in life, the trials, the tribulations, how they got through it and where they are now. Because I knew through every story, someone out there in the world was going to resonate and going to need to hear that and go, it's not just me. And so that's how she was born, the Empowered Within. How she continues today, I, I, it's interesting. At first, I really sought out people. I don't know how this was for you. Again, Casey, I knew nothing about podcasting. I was so scared going, how am I going to get people on my show? I now have a year's waiting list. I, I don't even know what to do with all the people that want to be on the show. I'm so blessed. I'm so honored and grateful. You know, and it was, you know, along the way, different pieces of advices that I had gotten right before I launched. And I was about to launch, again, not knowing what I was doing. And someone said, well, you need to have like 10 to 20 backup episodes. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? What? (laughs) I didn't, I didn't know. Kate, literally when I say I knew nothing, I really want people to know. I'm so proud that I knew nothing because in knowing nothing, I wasn't tainted. I was back to like a childlike state, state. There was no right. There was no wrong. I was just following me and following what was being brought to me. So there, it just flowed. So I knew whatever was coming through me to bring through this podcast, that's what the universe had planned. And so I did, you know, there were a few statistical things that I needed to figure out, which was, oh yeah, you should have like, so I did, I did have two months worth of podcasts in my safety deposit box. I do recommend that at a minimum, always have two months worth because life happens Mm. and you want to be prepared for that, you know, and if you don't, it can become very overwhelming. And then that's how you can get burnt out real quickly. I can see how people get burnt out. And I don't want that to happen to anyone, especially if, if you're so passionate as I am, as Casey is, because I love this. And the mo- there have been moments where I was like, oh, I had to edit another podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> I, you know, so, but when you stay ahead, 
And through this, um, Casey and I can show you how actually to get excited about editing. Um, it, it's just a whole different world. And it's just a blessing. And knowing that first time when you start to see all these countries light up on your computer and you go, oh my God, someone in Russia is listening to me. Someone <laughs> in Iran, someone, someone, someone in Romania. I mean, Ireland brought tears to my eyes. My whole family were hundred percent Irish. I was like, oh my oh, gosh, cool. they're listening. You know, it's, it's the little moments for me, which I know is very different how some people get, get into podcasts. You're like, well, how many downloads do you have? And how much this and how much that? And my mission from the very beginning was always to be in each and every country that had the ability to listen to a podcast. That was my mission. That's my goal. And I didn't know about how to chart or how to this or how to that. It was only very coincidentally that a fellow podcaster had had said to me, hey, do you know that you're in like the top 10% in society and culture? And I was like, what's that? No, what do you mean? <laughs> At a 2.7 million what? Podcast globally? Well, that's pretty cool. You know, that was freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I thought, wow, I was so proud, not of me, but I was proud of my listeners and my guests and and the podcast family and community that I built because I thought, wow, look at what we did. You know, that's pretty spectacular. And so I think it's all in how you jump into it. And I would say, you know, I definitely am someone who will always go in the back door. I will always find another way. I'll always, I will always beat to my own drum. And I want to really encourage, you know, fellow podcasters out there, beat to your own drum do you because you're amazing and there's nothing else out there like you. Mm, I love that. I think that's so difficult initially when people have a bit of imposter syndrome. I certainly had that and, you know, wondering like, Mm -hmm. what can I, what can I possibly say that somebody else hasn't already said or hasn't always expressed in a way that, you know, is way more articulate than I could ever say. But you, you do realize that there is an audience for everybody and you have a way of saying something Mm -hmm. or sharing something or unlocking something with your guest that may not have ever been created ever. And once it's created, those things live on forever. And you're right, like getting downloads all over the world and even seeing like an episode you did like a year ago. Ago, year and a half ago, whatever, being downloaded today, like those things live on forever and it becomes this like really special thing that continued to be shared around everywhere. It's pretty amazing. Um, I do want to go back to your early days. Your first podcast sound amazing. So you were already <laughs> nailing uh, the audio quality, which I can look back on our first podcast and they were absolutely terrible. <laughs> really, really bad. You got a lot of things right and having not known anything about podcasting, what was your process like and how has that evolved over time? So again, this is another funny story. Like I am like Lucille Ball aging myself here, but you know, everything is comical. Like I said, I had bought what I felt was a good professional microphone, had it on my desk. One of the very first interviews I did, and I think I may have shared this in our other episode on your other podcast, um, was with a dear friend of mine. His name is Manny Cabo. And for those that don't know them, he's been on The the Voice. He's been on Love Voice. Um, You know, this incredible rock star musician, like the man. And I, we had met through Clubhouse, which is an app. He had an incredible story to share as to how he got where he is musically. And so I was so excited to have his interview. I had my notes, I had my questions. Nothing was working. The microphone broke beforehand. I didn't know what I was doing. So I'm down to my phone, my uh, Apple earpods, and I was using Anchor. I had Anchor at the time. And that's how that episode. So here's what's interesting. And so this is why I tell his story. Now, his podcast, even though it was the first one, 
that I ever did, the first interview, it did not, um, it was not the first episode that I launched or that went live. So I, I can't remember. I, it's it's got to be like number five, number six, somewhere in there. So if you go and you listen to Manny's, you will hear me on my earpods and in the phone via anchor. That's it. That's all I had. Now, after that interview, everything went away and he was, you know, commending me. This was that he had no idea he was my first interview ever. And so I was so honored. And this is another, another trick of mine or another secret that I share. I go into every interview, my goal being that I want this to be like no other interview that person has ever had, which is a challenge because a lot of people that you interview have been interviewed numerous times. Now, especially this and you know, especially Manny, you know, he's been all over the world. He's on TV. He's this, he's that. And for him to say like, wow, that was one of the best interviews I've ever had, et cetera, et cetera. And so then I, I'm honest because I'm super honest. I cannot tell a fib to save my life. And so I say, this is what happened. Everything broke, yada, yada, yada. And he said, okay, get a pen and pencil. And he said, this is what you're going to buy. And so this is the list, Casey. <laughs> oh, sweet. Exclusive. I love it. I will share an exclusive list because yes. I want everyone to be successful. We are in this together. So Roadcaster Pro. The Rode mic. Those were the two things. He also shared a few other like headphones and things like that, but I have since switched those out. Those are the two things. Well, and the other major third thing was I purchased a MacBook Pro, brand new. So there was a bit of an investment in that. Um, And then of course, there's little stuff like mic stands and this and that. But getting back to your question, how did I get the podcast to sound so good? When you go back to that first podcast, which I believe was Shannon Kaiser, um, that's how. Because from him into the next interviews, I had everything set up. And that's how it happened. And it was through Manny. So my podcast studio here, literally, we could make a record. Okay, we could make a CD. Okay, even that's old. What do you make nowadays? We could make a song, <laughs> right? Mixtape. Like that's how we can make a mixtape. That's how it's set up. So thank, you know, a big, huge thank you to Manny Cabo. Big, huge thank you to, you know, that connection, that amazing interview with him and him me, being just like I am, like, I want to share with people. I want you to be as successful, if not more successful than me. And if I can help you do that, I want to do that because that's good karma. And it's always going to come back to you. And that is how I sound as good as I sound today. That is amazing. I love that advice. I am sitting in front of my Roadcaster um, Pro right now. Um, you, you mentioned investment, so this cost me. I want to say this set me back about six hundred bucks. I'm talking yep. into my Rode Pod mic, which is specifically designed for vocals on a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I can mm-hmm. see the things that you mentioned, like my my boom arm, um, the cables, a few other things that I have where I kind of cut corners and just went to Amazon right. and you know spent mm-hmm. twenty, thirty, forty bucks on a few things, and that was fine. Like these things all work great. But there's nothing that could replace the 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 roadcaster for something that's so easy to use that made it easy enough for me to push record and get good enough at at controlling things as we go so that sound quality is already there. It just takes so much off your plate. Did you find the same thing? I have, and I'll be honest, I you probably use the roadcaster way more intelligently and technically than I do. I literally, this was so man, it was so great to me. I had him on like a Zoom call. He told me how to set the settings. I've never changed anything since. Wow. 
Perfect. It is what it is. Yeah. Now I did. And this is the other cool thing for people that don't know who are going, they're trying to Google now what a roadcaster is. So on the right-hand side of it, there's these really cool colors. So it makes you feel really special. Everything has some cool colors and you can push buttons and they can make sounds. And I, you know, I have my intro there. I have my outro there and I have some other sounds that I, I attempt to use when I'm getting real creative with adding um, sponsors or affiliate ads or something into the podcast. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's super easy. It makes life so much easy. And the other thing, and I don't know if you're as OCD about this as I am, Casey. So when I'm interviewing, like we're doing today, where our interview is off of Zoom. So for those that are people are like, I don't want to share my phone number or something. You don't have to use Zoom. It's free. I happen to pay for Zoom because I do so many interviews. I don't know if you do, Casey. Yeah. Um, okay. So, but Worth that's fourteen ninety. $14.99, totally worth it. So we have that. You have the opportunity right now. We're just doing audio. So I get to look at Casey's really cool picture. The <laughs> other day we did a little bit, vi- you can do video and or, you know, so that's cool. So you have a backup, you have a backup audio on Zoom. You have your roadcaster. It happened to me, people. I'll admit it here. Another first time exclusive. There was one time I forgot to hit the record no, button on Roadcaster. Oh no. Yes. No. And it was on another it was on a huge, huge interview. I'll tell you whose it was. You can go. Um, it was on oh I, uh, it'll come to me. Anywho, she's a she's she's in the the top, the top five or six episodes. Um and yeah, I totally forgot. And I was losing my mind. I'm like, what am I gonna do? And then I was like, oh, you have that backup. So there's, I think it's important to always have backups to things because something like that in the beginning, you might forget, right? So I even in my show notes, like at the top of the page to this day, still, it says like hit intro, hit record (laughs) (laughs) because, you know, there's going to be one day. And then at the end, it says like, here's what you're supposed to say, hit exit, hit the, (laughs) you know, You know, it's just, of course, a year later, I don't pay too much attention to all that anymore, but it's those little things so that you can really just focus on the interview and make that amazing versus getting so caught up in the technical side. So don't worry about it. You've got a backup on Zoom basically is the moral to my story that I'm telling you in case you forget. But the Rodecaster and the Rode Pro uh, microphone, absolutely. Like hands down, if that's the only investment you can make, that's what you should do, I think. Yeah, totally agree. I think that was way worth Mm -hmm. the investment. And you mentioned the settings. The settings are all optimized for Rode products. And so all you really need Mm -hmm. to do is go into the microphone settings and say that I'm using this Rode microphone. It's it's already optimized for that particular microphone. So I, I can see how you would put your settings in one time and really never ever need to really mess with it at all because it's already, you know, set and ready to go. If you can Mm -hmm. find those things that, yeah, they maybe cost a little bit more upfront, but they make the process so much easier and more enjoyable for you. I think that's worth every, every penny, (laughs) every penny. Oh, hands down, hands down. And I don't care what anyone tells anyone out there. If you are doing a podcast, a podcast traditionally is audio, your audio better sound damn good. Granted, I had a couple episodes in the beginning and you can go back and listen. They're a little funky and you might say all I have are my, my ear pods and this and that. Make it sound the best you can. Go sit in your closet, put foam around your head, do what you can, but just make it, make your audio sound good because you're doing a podcast, yep. not doing a YouTube video. You're doing a podcast. Podcast is audio. Audio yep. should be damn good. Yep. And so that's my one thing, like make the audio good because there are, yeah, I mean, now that I'm a podcaster, I do listen to podcasts, Casey. 
Um, <laughs> finally, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and it does. It annoys me if I hear something because I may have that little OCD perfectionist that I want everyone to sound good, but I also want it to be authentic at the same time. So we don't want anyone to like get crazy and overdo their editing or this or that, you know, it needs to be real and authentic or, you know, I feel it should be so that your listeners connect with that. Cause I think listeners know when you're bullshitting them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think there's certainly a balance there. I've, I've listened to very good podcasts with really great content where the sound quality was so bad that I couldn't stick with it. And I've also Mm -hmm. forgiven other podcasts for maybe not having the best quality, but stuck with them because, you know, maybe they have one or two episodes, like you mentioned that weren't great, but generally speaking, their podcast is amazing. So I don't really care. So I think it's really important to understand that balance and understand that you're right. There's a few very simple things, inexpensive things that you can do to Mm -hmm. make your sound better foam and soft surfaces is one of those things that a lot of people don't really think about. And it really comes through in the audio quality for a lot of people. So I'm really, really glad that you mentioned that. I do want to talk about like the content of your podcast. How would you define and maybe like describe your podcast to somebody? So how would I describe? So Empowered Within is an empowering podcast where myself and I bring all sorts of different kinds of guests, experts, celebrities, your local hero, maybe someone just like you to the show who has a triumphant story. It's not, they're not all tragic stories, but everyone has a story of something that they have overcome in life that was a big deal for them. And we share what that you know traumatic experience was, or, or maybe it's not so traumatic, but whatever that experience was that was very difficult for them at that time in their life, how they got through it, and now where they're at. So it's all about inspiring and empowering the listeners to go, wow, you know what? I'm not the only one that's been through that. Or, wow, you know what? They've really been through the ringer. My life's not so bad. You know, there's so many different learning lessons, I feel, along with that inspiration and motivation and empowerment through the podcast. And I'm very blessed with the guests. And they've been all run-of-the-mill from A to Z, you name it, from intuitive advisors to doctors to rock stars to, um, you know, real housewives to the guy next door. And that's what I like. I want to be authentic. I want everyone to resonate and to see that everyone at the core starts at the same place. And we all have the same trials and tribulations, maybe at different times in our lives, but we all have them. And so you may be in that spot and maybe my guest or myself can help you get through that moment with tips and, you know, resources that you may not have thought of. Mm, Yeah. And Empowered Within certainly accomplishes that goal. I feel um, definitely inspired every time I listen to one of your episodes. You're a really good listener. And so we really get to hear a lot of that person's story. And I think it's so important to capture people's stories because it is so relatable. So I love that you made that point. We've talked in the past a little bit about, you know, choosing your topic and the difference between choosing something like more general versus something very, very specific. So you could have started a podcast that was all about, you know, people taking Pilates after traumatic 
of car accidents, which would have been mm-hmm. very specific. You may not have targeted as many people, but the people you found would be, you know, avid listeners because that would apply very, very directly into their lives versus something that's a little bit more kind of general and explores a lot of different topics. And I always kind of thought like for Boundless Body Radio, I always wanted it to be more general. I wanted to talk about health and fitness, but I mean, frankly, everything is health and fitness. You can tie that back very easily, but you can talk to a whole lot of different people in diverse situations um, and kind of get that out of them and also at the same time get some stories. So I'd love for you to talk about why you decided to keep your topics fairly general and just focus on the stories and, and that kind of overcoming adversity versus being really, really specific with your topics. Right. And, and, you know, it's interesting that you brought that up because I I want uh, your listeners to hear that one of the things that when you get into this, and if you have certain kind of mentors, they're going to say, what is your niche? What is your niche? Niche down, niche down. And I heard that a lot. And I tried, I really tried to fit into that box. Jennifer does not fit into any boxes, people. It just didn't work for me. Um, And so I knew it was about the reach. So I knew I wanted to empower. I knew I wanted to inspire. And I knew I wanted to help people have personal growth and have success in their lives. And so every time I tried to niche down, it didn't work, which by the way, Casey, I love your idea about that Pilates podcast. Like, uh, I don't know. We might, we might have to work on that one. There we go. That's a hell of a niche. Now that's an example of you are going to niche right down. I mean, that's a hell of a good, that's a good example. And that's a great niche. We, we're going to need to talk about that off there. Um, so again, it goes back to wanting to share everything and knowing that there are a few topics that are not for my show. And then I have learned that along the way and that's okay. So it may seem like I've not niched down, but there's a, there's a few topics that, that are just not, they're not for me. That's not my wheelhouse. And I'm happy to refer those elsewhere. But um, it just came about if I hear the right story and I'm, and I'm listening to the person, I just know right away, this is what my listeners need to hear. And I, it's almost like I just, I get a sensation I might get goosebumps. I might go, yes, it's very easy. It's sort of like going in the grocery store and you're in the produce section. You're looking for an apple and you're you're like, no, no. And then all of a sudden you're like that. Okay. I need three more just like that. That's how it has happened for me. So it's very intuitive. It's very universe driven, God driven. And I know that the people that come to me, their stories need to be heard for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. And so as, as vague as that sounds, it's really, that's how it has worked for me. And there are times where there's more people that are coming on that seem like there was a lot of empaths or empathic people that were coming on and there and empaths in lots of different directions. And so I thought, okay, there's a lot of empaths out there in the world that are struggling and they obviously need to hear some of this. I don't play all of them back to back. I do, I will mix things in. And through that is how I watch and see who responds to what. That's the only time, only time, Casey, that I get technical and actually go, how many downloads? What was the response? Okay, wow, people really responded to this. Wow, they totally, you know, I would have thought they, that like was amazing. And they're like, eh, whatever. Hmm. So I, I think that's very interesting. A lot of times stuff that I think is going to fly does not. And then other stuff that I go, oh my God, I would have never thought totally flies. 
So for me, I really just say to the universe, bring me, bring me who needs to be on the show, bring me who needs to be heard. And then of course I do on my vision board. I have a list. I just read it the other day of a, of a handful of people and I'll switch it out every so many months of these people have incredible stories. I would like, I would like those people on my podcast. Mm. Yeah, And so I try to keep some control in an environment where I don't, I don't feel like I have a lot of, I mean, it sounds interesting, but I, I, I have control of the podcast, but when the guests come on, like I said, and they come forth, it's really universe driven. It's really energy driven. So I have control, but I'm with going with the flow, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's great. That was going to be one of my questions is how are you finding such diverse and amazing guests? And it, you know, we talk a lot about the technical aspects of where you're looking for people, how you are, you know, maybe exploring other podcasts and other other guests on those shows and maybe reaching out to those mm-hmm. people. But, but I do think there's something that's lost when we're constantly seeking and going outside of ourselves um, to find those things. I just, I read a quote like two or three days ago that I really loved. There was something along the lines of lighthouses don't go searching for boats that are lost. They just stay where they are and shine their light. And whoever, you know, comes to the lighthouse comes to the lighthouse that was there because it was standing in its place, shining its light. And I think that's a, that was a really cool metaphor for me to just think of like, I, you, we don't always need to be going out and seeking other people. We can just stay where we are and make our content in our own little corner of the world and the right people will come to us at the right time. Is that what you've noticed? Mm-hmm. 100%. And that goes back to in the beginning, me freaking out, going, oh my God, how am I going to get guests? So we, and you and I, Casey, met on an incredible, I guess we call it an app or a platform called Podmatch, which is like the dating app for podcast guests and hosts. Alex, the owner, is amazing. Love him. Love the community that's on there. Everyone is very wonderful. So I've gotten a lot of guests from there. That's how you and I connected. I've also been on a lot of podcasts because of that uh, platform. I would say that when you have, like for me right now, having this wait list of guests, at first, and, and you'll have to share how you do it. I did what everyone else did. Again, I tried to jump in the box. I opened up my schedule and I let people book forever. I was doing two or three a week because I thought that's what everyone else was doing. I was reading every book from every bestseller because I thought that's what everyone else was doing. Now, that's not what everyone else was doing. (laughs) (laughs) So Jennifer was doing a lot the first three to six months. Now, when she got a little bit of a handle and figured out like, okay, this is a little, wait, what? Um, I have an incredible mentor who has an incredible podcast and we had a chat. And now she does it completely different. So what I did was I found I had to find my way, which I want to encourage again, everyone to find their way. So I don't do three a week. I may, depending on the month, do two a week in the same day. I know some people that do six interviews in the same day. God bless you. That's not for me. Um, No, ideally for me in a perfect world is doing one a week, editing right after it, calling a day, being ahead and moving on. Because I really am, I invest myself in the interviews. I invest myself in the guests. I am enamored by the process and I want to enjoy it. I do not want it to become a task. And so I think there's also a fine line with all of that um, when people are doing that. But again, going back, I have found some of my first guests, I found on an app called Clubhouse, 
which is an all audio app and there are stages and you go on and talk. And I had heard various people talking and I just, same thing. I heard someone talk, share their story. And I was like, they have to be on my podcast. So I just knew. Um, so that is, I don't spend a lot of time on that app anymore, but that is how I did find quite, quite a few people. And I've done live podcasts on that app with five or six guests, which is really fun to do. I don't do it a lot, but I have done that. Um, the other place, honestly, is look at what now for me, based on the subject of my podcast, this is how it works for me. When, if I'm on Instagram and all of a sudden I'm really inspired by someone I start to really kind of, I'll dig in and go, huh, would they be a great, great guest? Can I learn more from them? And a lot of times, nine times out of 10, there's a reason that I was brought to that person. And and so they're a great guest to have. So I like to make my schedule available so that when I come across something that's really amazing, I can be like, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? Oh, sorry, you can't come till next May. So, you know, I want my podcast schedule to have that availability to say, oh, Casey, oh my God, I love you. You're amazing. Okay, I can't do it this month, but what about next month? That to me is feasible. Telling someone six months out, for me, it's just impersonal. And that's just not, that's not how I I operate. Mm. Um, And it stresses me out. Honestly, I'm the person who gets very stressed seeing their whole schedule booked for six months. I'm like, oh God, that's just, it brings me just to a level of stress that I don't even know at that point that I'm like, screw it. I want to do everyone in one day. So you, again, you've got to find that balance because you do hear a lot about podcasting burnout, which I didn't understand until in the beginning I was doing what I was doing because I just didn't know. Um, now to this day, yes, I still do read everyone's book. So if it's a best-selling author, they know when it says like on my site or when they sign up to be a guest, please book out at least two months in advance. Mm. So that, and then I make sure that I don't have more than two books in a month because I've made that mistake too. So there's lots of fun mistakes to make, but there's so much learning that you're doing. There's so much, you know, connection that you're doing that, that you're learning along the way. It's like going back to college. It's like, it's like getting your MBA in all of these different amazing fields that are just people's lives. Yeah. And that, that's what you're sharing. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I couldn't agree more. I'm looking back on my calendar. I, I, I love everything analog. I'm, I'm probably like you. I really like to write things down and have everything on, mm-hmm. on paper. And I look back on the calendar of March of 2022 and all the different episodes. I see your name twice. We've got to interview you twice this month. <laughs> and all these different people like the, the squatting expert and somebody who wanted to talk about fasting and diets and the person that wanted to talk about program designs for personal training and the person that wanted to talk about stoicism. Like I would never be exposed to so many different things if it wasn't for this type of platform. And I do want to sound off with you um, and really give Podmatch a great shout out. They by far have been my absolute favorite kind of site for finding Mm -hmm. guests or even finding Mm -hmm. shows that you want to be a part of as as a guest. And um, I, I, yeah, I think their platform's amazing. Alex does really good work. I even emailed the company and had Alex's wife email me back and her tag or like her email signature was like the CEO's boss or something like that. (laughs) Um, which I really love. I appreciate it. I really love the way they're doing things. So if you're thinking about finding a platform where you can highlight either your show or your talents as a guest to be featured on other people's shows, Podmatch is an amazing platform Mm -hmm. to be able to do that. Absolutely. I mean, you and I are huge fans of Podmatch. Um, can't say enough good things about them, the way they run the platform, how organized, if you're an organized person like Casey and I, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Um, it's just wonderful. It makes your life so much easier. Yep. It really does. Yep. 
Totally, totally agree. You mentioned lessons that podcasting teaches you. There's lessons learned when you're researching somebody and their topic and you really want to have a handle on you know what questions to ask, but there's also the generalized lessons that you just learned from podcasting in general. What things has podcasting taught you that can be applied in other aspects of your life? Oh, Casey, that is an incredible, incredible question. Um, I would say one organ organizational skills. Um, I've, I'm always a very organized person, but like you say, like I have the calendar that I hand write that is just for podcasting. So that's me being interviewed and me interviewing people on the schedule. And I, I now only go two months out on that. And I have a certain day that I prefer energetically to do my interviews on. And that's the day that they stay on end of story. I don't, it's a non-negotiable for me. Um, so that has taught, it has taught me a lot of lessons about what works for me, what doesn't work for me. Um, doing things on my phone doesn't work for me. Like I also have, you know, iPhones, you can put everything in your schedule there. I have that there too, but I am more apt to look at my paper calendar. That's old school, but it works for me. Um, it's being extremely organized more so than I, than I'm, and I'm so organized. I didn't think it was possible to be more organized, but I am. <laughs> and I love that. Um, I embrace that the lesson, the other lessons that I have learned are how to handle situations tactfully. Um, and when I say that people are like, oh, you're not a tactful person. No, it's not that I'm not tactful. However, you learn as you go along, like there have been some very sensitive topics that I've had on the show. And I thought, okay, I do not want this person to relive this situation. So how can I, as a host, really ask a good question that kind of sets up the stage so that they can not relive it and rehash the story because we don't want that, but we can get the meat and the gist of where they are and how they got there. And so I would say that is an incredible lesson. And you can take that into other areas of your life. Like my mother knows and my father knows, like if all of a sudden we're having a conversation and I go into like coaching slash host mode, like all of a sudden I sort of, it's not emotional. I'm just like, you know, it's very interesting. I don't know if you've done that Casey, but <laughs> it, it, you just, it's very interesting how you start to understand people more so and how you can take a step back and not, you can encourage a safe environment for someone to speak. And so while I've, I have learned that and sort of mastered that quite a bit through the podcast, I've really brought that into my life, even into my coaching. I mean, I think I was very good anyways, but it's just a whole different ballgame um, when you can really do that and just bring this whole next level of getting this sort of information out of people that is very uncomfortable. And I had that situation happen to me this past week. And this is very interesting. I wonder if it's ever happened to you, Casey. I had someone come on the show. Um, and they probably didn't listen to the podcast. They didn't know what they, they thought this was going to be vanilla, like every Forbes interview they've ever done. And it wasn't. And so they were quite shocked at the questions. They fumbled. And afterwards we had a conversation and it became of, well, I don't mind not releasing this if you're not ready to tell your story, because this is your story to tell. Or if you're ready, sit with it for a week and then let's revisit. And so we did that, right? That was me being authentic with this guest going, wow, they didn't realize 
this huge thing for them to share. Well, long story short, they ended up coming back on. They prepared themselves for what they thought I was going to ask. I didn't ask that because I knew they were going to think that I was going to ask that. So when you're a good podcast host, and this is something like you, you take out of the podcast, you really learn how to be a better human being. You learn how to talk with people better. You're not reactive. You're not as emotional. I don't feel. I think it just takes, it takes you and the being out in the world and speaking with people to a whole new level. If you as a podcaster are willing to go there and bring that outside of it, that may be a little deep for some people. I get that. Like, I just feel like somebody just said, Hey, Jennifer, that's too deep. Stop. Um, it was probably Casey. Um, but, (laughs) 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 but that, I mean, that truly is one of the, the bigger things. Um, the other things, honestly, going back and people don't realize like the fear that I have with technology, um, it's big and it's real. And I would say that I've learned that I, the more I push through that, the better off I am. So if there's something when I'm podcasting that I get frustrated with, it's the first thing I'm going to do the next day, not the last thing. Because if I get through that, well, I've accomplished something big. And you take that into your life, mm. right? There's something you don't want to do. Well, damn well, you ought to do that first. And feel accomplished for your day. And then everything else is going to be like nothing. So there's all these, again, that's probably going deep, but there's all of this amazing things that you can take out of podcasting above and beyond for me and with my guests, everything that I learned from them, I have been able to take into the real life and apply that to my clients, to my life, to other interviewers, to other podcasters. And so, I mean, it's like, it's sort of like this holy grail. It's like this rainbow that never stops ending into this beautiful pot of gold um, in many ways for me. And so I'm sure other people are like, wow, I just never thought of that. Uh, But podcasting has enriched my life like no other, Mm. no other. I mean, more so than it's like, I feel like, what do they call, what's that old saying, Casey? Um, It's the hard knocks of life. I think it's in a movie or something. You know, like life experience is worth tenfold in my belief system versus any certificate that I have hanging on my wall, Mm. which are quite a few. Everything that I am learning and podcasting right now is so priceless. And I mean, you can't put it, can't put a price on what every guest is bringing to the show and how I can later go, oh my gosh, like, wow, I learned that on the show. And now I get to apply that to my real life. Yeah. No, I absolutely love that. I couldn't agree more with you. And it's the reason why, you know, like you, we we try to create the most unique interviews we possibly can because you're right. These people have been interviewed so many different times and are saying basically the same things every time. If you don't, you mm-hmm. know, dig a little deeper, I would be, I would rather be more overprepared, listen to more of their content, read the books, go a little deeper, find something secret or special that nobody else has uncovered about that person and try to get that out of them in, in the show to create something unique. And, and I would rather be on the more prepared side of like trying to be really choosy about crafting the right questions and using words more mindfully versus, you know, coming to a show unprepared. I certainly appreciate how people can do that and, and just have a casual conversation and learn about that person as they go. That certainly didn't work for me and it didn't sound like it really worked for you mm-hmm. either. And, and yeah, just the, the, the gift that you have of inviting these people on and really listening and appreciating their stories. You're not jumping in and interrupting them and, and you're not talking too much. You're connecting 
working with them and letting them tell their story. You have a real talent for that, and you can tell that it really trickles out. Um, I do want to ask you also about your signature question, which you have at the very end. Um, the one that we chose for Boundless Body is pretty um, <laughs> vanilla. I would say it's pretty like pretty much everybody asks. Well, it's one simple tip that you could take and apply in your lives, which is fun to ask. But I wish I would have been a little bit more mindful of it. You know, in the very beginning, we can always change, but we're kind of locked in since we've done like 200 episodes. Um, tell us about your signature question and why you decided to ask that of all your guests. So this is interesting. I um, was watching a pod. Well, I was, I was, I know I was watching a podcast. I know that sounds sort of blonde at the moment, but it was, it was a podcast where I was able to see the video and it was a good friend of mine. And the interviewer was not great through the whole flipping thing. And at the end, she asked two really freaking good questions. And that was one of the questions. Mm. And that's how I got it. <laughs> great. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, like, that's it. Like, I was like, wow, that's a really good question. Now, on top of that, I would say, um, I have various questions that I can flip flop and switch around based on whether I'm talking to someone in the business world or in the intuitive world or in the medical field or whatever field it may be. I can always flip those around. And uh, yes, it is important to ask a question and zip it. You say now, with that being said, you are going to have guests that, and I've had guests that will talk for 20 minutes and you're like, oh crap, what do I do here? But there's no interrupting because there's, you can't, it just, it's, it's in that moment. You know, I'm sure you've had that Casey. Um, and you're like, there's just no optimum time to to interrupt, let it go. Don't beat yourself up. Let it play out. Edit it later. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of the way. Oftentimes. Get out of the way and let it happen because halfway through that, you're probably going to get the answer that you really wanted at the beginning, but you got it at the end and it's fine. You can edit it. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Um, but no, that's really, that's where that one question came from. And the other question that she asked, and you'll hear every, I, in the beginning, I asked everyone swallows, what would you like your legacy to be? Um, that was one of the questions. And the signature question that Casey is referring to is what is one thing that no one knows about you? And what I love about that question is that guests take that so many different ways. And then there's usually this ridiculous long laugh, uncomfortable laugh and pause, which is usually edited out of the podcast. And then depending on who they are, they take, they answer. And then sometimes then they're, then they're open enough to go really deep and then they answer it in a whole different way. And I love it. Mm. So I, yeah, I mean, I thank this woman. I don't remember her name. She was from Italy. Um, that's how I got that question. That one question. So yeah, I'll, I'll give her, give her credit for that. But yeah, that's how, and it's just stuck. And I really like it because I love the different ways that guests go with it. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I, I think it brings out a different side of the guests and really, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if surprises them is the right way, but it makes them be really mindful about what they're going to say. And, and I'm always like you just kind of impressed and, and really interested in what their answer is going to be. And I think what, you know, the theme through all of this and talking to you today about your podcasting is, is just allowing yourself permission to find what works for you, what doesn't work mm-hmm. for you and being okay. If your show is not the same as every other show that's out there, find what makes your show unique and different and embrace that. And, and by doing that, I think that's where you'll have something that's really special versus having something where you're clearly trying to be Joe Rogan or something else. Um, and, and again, your approach and creating a podcast when you didn't hardly know what a podcast was and listen to any is such a great example of finding your own way and giving yourself that permission to do things in the way you like. So if you don't mind, Jennifer, can you tell people, um, the name of your podcast again and where people can go to find you and find your podcast? 
So you can find my podcast, Empowered Within with Jennifer Pilates on iTunes or any of the major platforms. You can also head over to jenniferpilates.com and all of the new podcasts are up every Wednesday. You'll also see all of the show notes. You'll see all of our affiliate links. There'll be links there for anything that we've talked about on the show, the products that we use. I, I want to make it easy for everyone and I want to share with you to make your stumbling less as you begin your <laughs> podcasts because we all stumble, right? And it's fun. I mean, listen to me, like I'm being completely authentic. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And now it's going to be a year in May and I'm so proud of the baby and, you know, all of the people like Casey that I've been blessed to be able to meet along the way. Well, we are certainly grateful for you. And I'm so glad, uh, you know, through Podmatch that we were able to meet. And this is our second really meaningful, deep conversation. And I, I just, I love the crossover in these episodes where we get to talk about podcasting. But I think most people will get so many more different tips and tricks and life advice from an episode like this that goes well beyond podcasting. So Jennifer Pilates, we're so grateful for you. I'm so glad that our paths have crossed and I know they will continue to cross in other ways in the future. And thank you so very much for coming on our show today and sharing your process. And again, giving people permission to do it their own way, I think is, is so valuable and really impressive. So thank you again so very much for everything you've done. And thank you for coming on our show today. Oh, thank you so much, Casey, for having me on this podcast, on your other podcast. Thank you for everything that you're doing to help educate and further our podcast family. Absolutely. More, the more, the merrier. We love it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a rating and review on Apple. Also, be sure to check out the show that made all of this possible, Boundless Body Radio where we provide tons of helpful and informative content, feature incredible guests, and talk all about health and wellness. Cheers, and thank you for joining us on the How to Make a Podcast podcast.